The last known remnants of Earth's people are adrift in space, aboard the Ark of Humanity. Its sole purpose, to instruct each generation in the history of human civilization. Confined and categorized, none could leave. But one made a daring escape. Cut loose from all she knew, with a holographic student as her only companion, she crash-landed on a nearby planet. This planet holds the sleeping archive of a culture even more ancient and unique than Earth. And the planet itself may change them more than they expect. This is Seminar. Seminar number 92, a time to seek and a time to lose. I really hope this works. Well, it's our 13th attempt. It has to be a sign that we're onto something, right? I'm fairly certain most Earth cultures thought 13 was an unlucky number, but uh, we're not on Earth, so maybe we'll be lucky here. Uh, huh. Oh, wow. I guess 13 is my lucky number. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. We did this. I never would have thought to bypass the battery compartment using the microinverters. We were lucky. Had the solar panels been wired in a series, there would have been no way to fix it without decimating a panel. Much like those old holiday lights you told me about on the trees. If one bulb is out, they're all out. But each panel works independently here? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Well, thank you. I just learned something new. The student has surpassed his teacher. Alice? I'm still here. Just catching my breath before I try to get back down to you. Oh no, take your time. I just... I've been contemplating my interactions with Alex prior to his departure and subsequent return. I'm trying to figure out what might be going through his mind. And? He's afraid that you think less of us than, say, one of your fellow students on the Ark. And I know that you've spoken to us about that, and I believe that you tried to talk to him. But there's a story I wanted to share with you, and it really makes me think of how he might be processing things. Accessing? Just a minute, please. <laughs> I'm Anne, here with your delivery from the- Yep, across from the couch is fine. Over by the window? Is that a problem? Don't bug me none, but sometimes, you know, people don't want their neighbors knowing they got one of these. Have you seen my view? Oh, dang. You can see the whole colony from up here. No wonder you could afford one of these. I think I'll be fine. Yeah. But there are some other sky toppers out there. It's not like they can see in. Yeah, I mean, unless 
they're on that roof over there and they got a telelens and are curious what the lady up here might be doing when she's all alone in her flat. Have a lot of experience with that sort of thing, do you? Uh, <laughs> nope, nope. So here's good. Fine. Need a retina scan to confirm delivery. Yep, go for it. All set. Thanks so much. You know, when you give him commands, you gotta wait until the first is fully activated before giving him- Yep, got it. So what, uh, what are you gonna use it for? That's really none of your business. Some people use them for sex and stuff. Saw that through your telelens, did you? Oh, dang. Have a nice day. <sighs> well, aren't you something? How do ML1C3, Megalabs 1, Companion 3, at your service. Oh, uh, yes, you are, aren't you? I mean, uh, no, that's not what I mean. Sorry, this is weird. How so? I've just never, uh, had one of you before. Is that the right term? In what way? Sexual? No, no, I mean, not that there's anything at all wrong with human-android relations. Some of my best friends are android fuckers. No, no, okay, that's not what I meant. See? Yes? I'm lonely. Sexually? No, what? that's not... Look, I just... I work a lot down at the hollow rendering plant. Ooh, on the automation floor? Well, not anymore. I started there five years ago, but now I'm executive VP in charge of creative. Very impressive. Right? But it eats so much of my time. When I finally have a little time to myself, like now, the last thing I want to do is use that time trying to find someone who's worth being friends with, you know? What about your co-workers? Ugh, some of them are fine, I guess. But I'm around them 68 hours a week. I just need a different face, a different voice, someone who's not going to be busy every time I'm free. Am I correct in assuming that your end goal is to remove your loneliness? That's an odd way of putting it, but I guess... Fabulous. Just a minute, please. What are you doing? Just a minute, please. Okay. Sure. I'll just enjoy the view, I guess. Oh, fuck. I don't believe this. That hand lady is on the rooftop over there with a telelens. And she's waving. The nerve. Wish I could... Do you have, uh, defense protocols? Defense protocols. What? I asked you for a minute, Jenny. But, but, but... You did not give me a minute. I think I did. Not a literal minute. It's a figure of speech. How am I supposed to know you use those? Did you read the manual? Well, no, I... You gave me another order. And now your second command has integrated with your first command. I don't know what that means. Did you know? It's very easy to remove loneliness. With all those weapons you've got? I don't... Uh, how? Kill. 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 Uh, I will uh, kill you. Uh, uh, you will die, puny uh, 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 There's nowhere uh, else to go, Jenny. 
beyond that window is just miles and miles down. But don't worry, soon you won't be lonely ever again. Stop! Just a minute, please. Deactivate! Deactivate! Just a minute. You robot. This building is really tall. Get a good show with your telelens, Anne? Uh... Well, fuck you, too! Oh, dang! That is horrible. I don't think of either of you like some appliance I can throw out. But for a while there, this is how Alex may have felt. I mean... He was so worried you'd leave. And even I was worried he might be right. But maybe that's just the subroutine. What subroutine? The student subroutine. Uh, I'm gonna go back to my previous question. Please elaborate. When you first activated me back on the ship, before we interacted with the Master Control Program, or anyone else, the student subroutine initiated an attachment to you. It created a series of decision trees based on the fact that you were the teacher and I was your student. It also established that you were my authority figure and guide, my support, my, my parent. Wait, you're saying I activated you and you imprinted? I suppose so. I have been going about this all wrong. I thought Alex's attachment was maybe platonic or even possibly misguidedly romantic and oh no, oh I was so wrong. Oh, he has no idea how to handle a parent trying to leave, and that's what he thinks I'm doing! The Zarok blood frenzy must be amplifying his worst instincts and fears. And all of the stories you have shown me, the ones involving familial connections are often the most volatile, for good or bad. Even so, that doesn't excuse his behavior. Or mine. He didn't know how to express himself, and I didn't know how to ask, but he... He took it far beyond what's acceptable. I agree, but I also believe that you will find a way to help him. He won't listen to me long enough to even begin healing that emotional baggage. Maybe you don't need to. What are you thinking? I have a theory. Accessing Plague Angel. August 18th, 8.30pm. St. Constantine's Church, Saratoga Springs, New York. Researchers, Drs. Megan Gareth and Giuseppe Bianchi, Archaeological Biology, Columbia University. No assistance, all grad students. Because those cost money. Oh, Joe, damn it, I'm going to have to edit that out. Don't! Leave it in there so they know we know that we deserve more. Or, and hear me out on this one, I could edit it out and they won't fire us from our non-tenured jobs. So now please, just read the background brief. For you, Megan. For you. God damn it's hot. 94 degrees with 76% humidity. God damn it all. I thought getting out of the city would make things better. Okay, here's the The priest was overseeing renovations to this 200-year-old church. Work crew discovered a hidden room. Small town PD doesn't have the resources to deal with it. State troopers aren't interested because the body is so clearly old. Joe! Yes. 
So we drag two hardworking scientists away from their research to... Holy shit! What the hell is that behind the wall? Dr. Megan Gareth and Dr. Joseph Bianchi. August 23rd, 1.30pm. Still hot. The body we found was of a woman. Likely in her early 20s. Dressed in clothes from the mid-nineteenth century. Arms crossed over her chest. Uh, and scratch marks on the wall. Like she went in alive, then gave up trying to get out. Skin and muscle are beginning to decay, but... Still very much largely intact. None of this makes sense. All tests indicate this woman died about 150 years ago. But her rate of decay is maybe five years? Translation, she's still juicy. Oh, it's too hot for me to even be angry at that. Cause of death remains unknown. Being walled up would indicate starvation or dehydration, but there's absolutely no indication of that. Limbs, where they aren't rotten, look healthy, which is... Weird. Really weird. Maybe there's some local history about why she was walled up. Or how she died. I really want to know how she died. Can we perform an autopsy? Not without a court order. Damn. I need some whiskey. Want some? Yes. Yes, I do. I spoke with Rufus today. He spoke to the grant committee. Don't tell me. Yep. Great. Let me guess. Our study is too esoteric and theoretical to get funding this year. He did add, however, that our current project, if we did well, would indicate to the funding committees of your seriousness to the public interest and would reflect well in their considerations next year. The public interest of his college friend, the bishop of the local diocese, and the mayor of Saratoga, his uh, tennis buddy from the Hamptons. What a strange coincidence. <sighs> to taking corpses off the hands of important people. I'll drink to that. Wait, who, who turned on the recorder? I didn't. Did you? Shit, no. That's weird. Hang on a sec. They think I'm a find. I'm not a find. I wasn't placed to be found. I was placed to be forgotten. <laughs> the plague was killing people by the dozens. People demanded an answer. A solution. Doctors couldn't help. Priests couldn't help. So desperate, those in power turned to an older method. <coughs> it had been 20 years since we'd had a sin eater in the village. Someone to eat the sins of the dead so they could pass on to heaven. It had been centuries since there'd been a plague eater. Someone to eat the sickness of the living so they could survive. I ate their sickness, their rot, and their filth. Only, I didn't die. The people got better, but I didn't die. 
They had to put me somewhere. Dr. Gareth recording, August 30th. Still too hot. Seriously, I, I could barely sleep last night. Weirdest dreams. Up late making spooky recordings? <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you. It was creative. That wasn't me. Maybe someone's screwing with us. Well, if it's not you, I'm annoyed. If it is you, I'm impressed and I want you to do more of it. Plague Angel. Brilliant. Why not share with everyone else what a Plague Angel is? We found a few older people who told us about local legends of a Plague Eater or a Plague Angel who saved the town about a century ago. But there's no paper records to back that up, due to a series of fires not long after the plague in City Hall. Incidentally, I was able to verify the plague as actually happening. Oh, really? That's great. What, what was it? Nasty strain of cholera. Death by diarrhea and dehydration. Easily fixable with fluids and antibiotics once the proper authorities were notified. Oh, seriously? Jesus. If she actually... If she's actually the plague angel, she died for nothing. You realize you sound like you think a plague eater would actually work? Oh, you... You know what I mean. I know, I know. Just teasing. We should do an autopsy. Find out how she died. Find out why she's not decaying. I could do it. I'm trained. We don't have legal permission. And I can't imagine how we'd go about getting it. So? I'm shutting off the recorder. Dr. Bianchi. Recording. 2.30 a.m. You do not need to do that. No, no, turn it off. No. We need to preserve this argument, because apparently not all of us can remember what was said. This is bla blatantly unprofessional, so just turn it off, Bianchi. Just turn it off. I want you to explain, on the record, why... You won't agree to an autopsy. Why you don't want to go to the press tomorrow. Going to the press with what? Oh, yes, that's right. Webshaw got a slightly strange corpse here. Slightly strange corpse? It's over a hundred years old. It's barely decayed and was found walled up in a mysterious church. All records of her were destroyed in convenient fires. This screams speaking deals. Movie rights, even. Movie rights? What? You want to be famous? I want to be funded. Maybe this is something. Maybe it's just weird Americana. But if this is our ticket to getting our important work, the attention it deserves, so be it. So we what? We do an autopsy. You stop trying to scare me with this bullshit, creepy, plague angel nonsense. Did you really think that was going to work, Megan? I'm not a scared six-year-old who still believes in ghosts. What the hell are you talking about? I didn't do that. Bull. I didn't. Oh, come. You think it just reached out its spectral hands and turned it on to warn us in a creepy voice? I... 
I don't know, but clearly someone is trying to tell us we should not be doing this. You know what's almost more insulting than thinking you could trick me with this ghost stuff? That you couldn't just tell me what you really think to my face. After all we've done together, that's what really gets me. Give me that thing! The plague has festered in me. I slept in the walls for days, months, years, decades. Eventually, enough of me died to make me a corpse. Or maybe I just gave up moving. I'm not sure. But the plague hasn't died. Too much of it. It's inside me, waiting to be cut open. Waiting to be let free. <coughs> and when it does, it will sweep over the world. A world that's not ready for it. Not prepared for a plague that's been growing in the darkness for a century. Marinating in a sacrifice's hate and resentment and fear. Nothing will survive. Dr. Gareth recording. It's so damned hot. And the AC in my hotel room has um, been busted for days. I, uh, I switched rooms with Dr. Bianchi, and now that AC is also busted. I, I've been having strange dreams, and I'm, I'm getting worried. In, uh, in those dreams, Dr. Bianchi is standing on a stage, and he's surrounded by crowds, and behind him is a shadow. It's, it's, it's the plague angel with her arms across her chest, only she's huge, and with infected skin peeling off her back like, like, like butterfly wings. Dr. Bianchi is convinced that cutting her open is the right thing to do. For her? For our careers? For the work we could do? But I know this is wrong. It's illegal. It's, it's wrong. It's, it's dangerous. I have to stop him. Just like the plague angel said. August 22nd, 3 p.m. Dr. Giuseppe Bianchi recording. I am beginning the autopsy of the plague angel with... Joe? What are you doing? Megan, this isn't what it looks like. Get the hell off me, Megan! I can't let you do it! You'll kill us all! I was sorry to do it. They seemed like good friends. Good people. He lies bloody at my feet. She is curled up at my head with the bloody scalpel. Police are on their way. The disease festers in me still, but it hasn't taken my mind. Yet. If you are listening, please put me back. Please seal me away. It festers in me, and the world isn't ready for it. I don't think I'm going to like whatever it is you're about to suggest. You said it yourself. Alex won't let you get close enough. Emotionally. He won't listen to you because he is having a defensive emotional reaction. If 
the Zarak are amplifying it, then perhaps we can turn it around on them. Alex did say that he could connect with the Zarak with technology. It sounded very symbiotic. It is. When he was created, it was because a Zarak pulled my hollow box from the surface and placed it in some sort of organic material. That was what he was grown out of. If they are all connected, then it may not be Alex who is in control. It might be that the Zarak themselves are engaging in the attack behavior Zarash warned us about. So if we can somehow reach Alex, or maybe distract the Zarak long enough that he's not as strictly ruled by their emotions... Then perhaps he can operate as the Plague Angel would have. A transmission vector. Only he could transmit empathy. That... that might work. All right. Now with the power back to the temple, I can work with Zarash to determine how best to distract or disorient the Zarak. And then I will talk to Alex. The Zarak aren't the only family he has. And he needs to know that. Featuring the voice talents of Catherine Pride as Alice and Dan Foster as Alex and Thomas. In Just a Minute Please, Anjali Kunapaneni was Jenny, Becca Marcus was ML1C3, and Caitlin Kleiman was Anne. The story was written by Jeffrey Bridges. In Plague Angel, Danielle Thorburn was Gareth, Daniel Santoy was Bianchi, and Jess Herring was Plague Angel. The story was written by Patrick Reagan. This episode was directed by V.C. Morrison. The rapper script and story were written by Catherine Pride, and the shorts and rapper were edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Episode music and seminar theme were written by V.C. Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar. Co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production is copyright 2020 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Next, on an all-new seminar. Hi again, everyone. It's Annie777 here. And for today's stream, I'm doing something a little bit different. I know you guys really wanted to see me finish Super Combat Battle Llamas today, but I'll get to that next time. I promise. <laughs> Aw, who gave me a thumbs down for that? Look, Zephyr Strife Games sent me this promo copy of City Adventures and I really want to try it out. I, I need a break, you know? Things have been... things. The line between fantasy and reality can be as thin as a pixel. Who is it? <laughs> Sorry guys, let me just head over to the door and press A to open door. Well? Sweet mother of Motown. You guys, it even sounds a little like her. Are you gonna move your ass and let me in? <laughs> uh, wow, well, okay. Well played, game. Well played. Or as thin as the line between the waking world and dreams. I can't stop just because I have stupid back pain. My dream is more important than that. But how are you gonna dream if you don't sleep? Not that definition of dream, sleep. So you're not gonna pay me the old sleep time? Nope. Okay. Okay, then. Just gotta make a phone call. Yo, Pain! How you doing? Look, I know you're busy, so I'll go straight to the point. I need you to come and help me with something. 
I'm here. Go away, pain. Sweetie, if you don't pay sleep, there'll be painful consequences. And you don't want that to happen, do you? I already told him I can't right now. Pain, it ain't working. She ain't leaving me with no choice but to call my good friend. Don't you dare. Listen, I tried doing it the easy way, but you're not leaving me much of a choice. Don't do it. Please, I beg you. Cross the Line with stories by DX Blink and Gabriel Lugo. Coming June 24, 2020. Only at PendantAudio.com.